everyone welcome back to concrete pastures oh another week i'm your girl nancy mulemwasisi i'm so excited to be here as always my voice might be cracking every now and then in this episode um just bear with me i've been a little bit under the weather I'm, i suffer from tonsillitis every now and then they get inflamed but I've been on lemon and cinnamon. Thank you, my girl Chulu. For anybody who is new to the podcast, thank you so much for joining and welcome to the family. This is your family of your fellow immigrants, your fellow dreamers. We inspire each other through our stories and we give insight on what it's like to be an immigrant anywhere in the world. If you'd like to inspire somebody out there with your unique story, Feel free to reach out. Oh, we have a new website. Reach out to me on our new website, concretepastures.com. Oh my God. Shout out to Erin Harris for creating our website. This website looks amazing. Please take a look. Let me know what you think. We're creating a community. Let's make sure that we're creating that community. Become a member. If you can donate, feel free to do so. But I appreciate you guys tuning in every single week and listening to every episode. I see you. I hear you. And I just appreciate the love that you're pouring into this platform, our community as well. I want to shout out to uh, one of our listeners that reached out to Francis. Thank you so much for tuning in and for stumbling into this podcast. I appreciate you. And it's really nice to hear when somebody reaches out to one of the uh, guests. It, it's we create when we create, we, we don't have any expectations, but actually it's it's for it's very fulfilling when somebody reaches out to one of the guests and tells them thank you for sharing their story it's the reason why we do what we do and it's the reason why i created this platform for us to be able to learn from each other for us to inspire each other and um it just you know gave me validation of this is why i created this and I appreciate you for reaching out to Francis. And thank you, Francis, for sharing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in every week and listening. I see you in Russia. I see you in the UK where we are trending. Last week, we were trending at 133 on Apple. So thank you so much. South Africa, I see you. Uganda, Cote d'Ivoire, Angola, Zambia, my home country. Thank you so much for the love. Guyana, thank you so much. And my U.S. family, oh my goodness. I love you guys. I thank you for the support that you continue to uh, give me. India just joined. I love it. Thank you so much. We want to inspire the whole world. That's the goal. If we can, why not? Today's guest, 
Oh my goodness, she looks amazing. I I don't know. We both got the memo, I guess. We're wearing red, and we have we both have the big hair. It's just you know, great people thinking alike. But she is amazing, beautiful. She's joining us from the UK, London. Guys, she's been there for 21 years. She left Zambia since she was seven years old. Monday has a degree in publishing and media. She has an amazing business that operates in Zambia called Sazik Global. It's a platform for Zambians in the diaspora to purchase groceries and household products for their families and friends who live in Zambia. The business is all fulfilled in Zambia. It's a phenomenal business. And welcome, my girl, Monde Zama. Welcome, Monde. Hi, Sue. Hi. Hi, Nancy. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I can't uh, wait to dive into this conversation with you. How is London? How is the UK? I mean, the UK is okay. One minute it's raining. The next minute it's like sunny. Don't know what's going on. You know, the cost of living is so high right now. No one knows what's going on. The cost of fuel. Oh, God. The cost and of fuel. That's for all of us, man. That's for all of us. Yeah. That's, the whole, <laughs> that's like the whole world at the moment. And yeah, I think things, people are just taking it easy. Everyone wants to just ease back into no, what what normal was before COVID. So yeah, just trying to figure out the new, the next steps, really. What about you? How's the US? Oh, you'll be sad. The weather is beautiful. It is hot today. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll be fine because I'm I'm a summer baby. I was so excited today. I came out like, oh, yes, this is my When is your birthday? August 2nd. (laughs) Oh, wow. I need to remember that. Lucky you. Please do. Please do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm a summer baby. Tomorrow's going to be even hot. I live not too far from the beach, so we're going to be going to sunbathe. Get some Lovely. Kind of yes, yes. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, lucky. Yeah, so I know you are my sister from, you know, Zambia. <laughs> I just want to, you know, give a test of what it was like for you growing up in Zambia and then what got you to going mm-hmm. to the UK since you're in the UK now. Yes. So so I came to the UK when I was about seven. Growing up in Zambia was very much stable. I mean, I was brought up by my grandparents and my mum was here, but I had that stable kind of household where mm. I had a, a, a male and a female figure to look up to. So it was quite good. You know, going to school, I, I mean, I loved it out there. I used to come on holidays in to the UK, so I was like always a cool kid because you know I've been abroad, you know I've done yeah. this, and I've done that. And I thought, yes, I'm now going to go and live with my mum. And going to live with my mum was such a tedious process, like the applying for the visas and things like that. Like I like it was just so like I was telling you before, was like it, it was a bit traumatic because like I had to take so many medical exams where they had to take a stool sample, they had to take urine samples and things like this. And which when I think about it now is like, well, why, why, why did you have to do that? And then um, right. the biggest, like the biggest 
issue with getting my indefinite leave to remain was having to apply for it several times and they wouldn't give it to me until my mother came to in- to Zambia to actually get me. So when we did it, they would deny it and, you know, they'll just say things like, oh, there's, there's something wrong with uh, the, the sample that you've given us. You have to give us another sample. But like, wow. what, what was the purpose of actually give, giving the sample in the first place? Like, did, did you need my DNA? I, I, I don't get it. Like, Wait. You don't I, understand. Okay. I, I'm confused. You are seven yes, years old. You're seven years old. I have a seven-year-old daughter. So this is like from four, from about four years, four, five, six, seven. I'm trying to go and join my mother. And wow, I just, I I really, I don't understand why we had to go through that. But when we used to go to visit, did they require you to to do all of those things, like tests? Yes. Like so, initially, when I got the first. when I went to Zambia the first I, I really don't understand maybe it was the person that was there like I've never I've never actually heard anyone say that they went through the same thing I, I mean they shocked. did like yeah like when you <laughs> first told so me weird. about it I was shocked and now that you've been saying like you said from four years old I thought it was seven years but still like, no it's like a few it's years it's too simple for what for what and I even to this day I'm like why did you need it Anyway, after all of that headache, you know, I was looking forward to coming to, to join my to my join my mom. It was good for the first month, and you know, I didn't like it. I actually just didn't like it. I was just like, wow. I remember saying to my grandma because my grandma stayed with me just for the transition for about three months, and I yeah. said to my grandma, "I don't like it here." And she's like, "What do you mean, don't like it here? You know, you've been saying that you want to. Um, I don't like it here." And maybe it's just seeing the dynamic of family in the UK is more like, let me go to work, I'll come home, I'll make I'll make money for everyone. And that's it. You know, that family dynamic in Africa is so in your face because you have so many people around all the time. Yes. Whereas here, it's like everyone just minds their own business. And that was a very new thing to me. And I thought, okay, this this is this is weird. And when you now go to school, and quite, I was quite a brainy box, and I love to learn and things like this. And then, like your friends would just your your peers rather would mm. be like, you're weird. Why why do you want to be number one? But in Zambia, you it, it, it was a thing. Like if you didn't get good grades, it's like, uh. oh my goodness, you know, you're you're a bad child. Like why are we sending you to school? Why are we paying for your education? So I thought, okay, maybe I, I should just take a step back. And that was the mistake. I would have done so much better had I gone with the mentality of, oh, I can do, I can always do better. I, could, I should always be the best. When I now took a step back, it was almost like, nah, you know, I'll just, I'll just do the bare minimum just to, just to get by. So, <laughs> so you're like pleasing the, the little kids around you. So they yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty okay. Um, the, some of the things that I experienced as a Zambian, uh, as a child who was Zambian coming to the UK as a black person, I was the only, me, my friend and another um, Somalian girl, we were the only black people in our school. And I think we were, my family and I, we were the only black people on our street. It was, it was so weird. And you know what? This is only 20 years ago. 
That was only 20 years ago. And now it's like, there's so many black people there. But, you know, you have to explain your blackness. You have to explain your accent. You have to explain your culture to to people. And it almost seems almost, you know, when somebody dehumanizes you because they don't understand where you're from, you know, they'll just say things like, oh, did you go and poop in the mountain? Where did you do this? And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's interesting what people come up with um, like yes. just because they don't know something I guess I think mm. they need to find like a different avenue of how to ask these questions because yes. mm. it comes off as very insulting like yes. if somebody yes. asking you did you poop in the mountains yeah it's like okay and the funniest that I mean, kids will be kids, isn't it? Like when you're when you're children, like they're they're quite curious. They only um, repeat what they've heard from their parents. Yes. So that always make that I think I've always had that guard. So now I find that I'm not African enough for the the the, the, the people in Africa. I'm not Zambian enough for the people in Zambia, and I'm not British enough for the people in England. So there's that, there's always some kind of explaining to do. And, you know, like my stepdad's Nigerian and all of these dynamics, like, why do you have this? And why do you act like this? And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, (laughs) like, there's so much culture within me. And there's so many different cultures that I can't just be that one person. There's so many things, there's so many pieces to this puzzle. And yeah, so primary school was okay. Went to secondary school. That was pretty decent. You know, secondary school in in England is different as well. Kids in this country are so different to the ones in Zambia because they answer back to teachers. Oh, oh, yes. You answer back to your teacher? How could you do that? So it was just so, so weird, you know, like seeing kids that are coming from... Not you didn't really know what 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 they were going through because they would just lash out at their teachers. And looking back on it now, I feel like a lot of them were going through their own issues with their parents, and there were certain dynamics. Once you get older, you understand that okay, people don't just lash out. Like love is such an organic thing. Hate is taught, and you know love is more organic. So I, I always thought that was just weird, but. The, the the biggest thing for me was, you know, the attention that you get from guys. Um, it started to change once your body started changing. You know, I was developing breasts and, you know, the guys would be, because I was still this brainy box and because I was still this pro-African, because I was the one who was like, yes, in the country we do this and we, we do that. And, you know, um, yeah. in Zambia, Oh, you're always saying your country. You don't own the country. You're not the president. Who do you think you are? And just so many things. And I remember, like, I, I don't, this is how you know, this is trauma. <laughs> I yeah. remember one time we were going through, like, a book that somebody had, and it had, like, the African map and all the all, all of the the elements and all the, like, uh, what would you call it? The all country? the resources. All the resources that each country Uh, had. So, you know, I think you had like Nigeria had like oil and things like this. And then even the fact that, you know, every country has its resources. Yes. Zambia had copper, right? And people still made fun of me and they were like, 
uh, Zambia's got copper. That's like the lowest grade. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, you can't win. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> You the life win. of being school, it, it's you know, it brings its own challenges as school. You've like, got to if, be strong. Yeah, no, even for like I remember, like you just brought some thoughts to me and I'm gonna ask you um some questions. When I first went to boarding school, it was not even planned for my mom to had traveled to Dubai and got like almost everything I um I took with me to school was from Dubai. Like my clothes, mm-hmm. my book bag, everything. It was not even planned that way. But my mom mm-hmm. had just traveled and every time she traveled, she brought something for us. Yeah. And at the time she brought my book bag. So when I went to boarding school, they're asking me, um, where did you get this? I told them Dubai. Yes. They started to call me Dubai. Um, <laughs> yes, hello, my refugee people. <laughs> so I stopped even uh, saying it to people. Yeah. And one time my mom, I remember she asked me, I, well, I was home for holiday. She's like, oh, do you want to come with me to Dubai? I declined the trip. I told her, no. trauma. Because I was traumatized by everybody <laughs> calling me Dubai, Dubai. And I'm just like, uh-uh. It's oh, not going to go goodness. to Dubai, so I don't have to talk about it when I go to school. Yes, exactly. And like sometimes you don't even want to share your experiences because it was it was it's a privilege to be able to, to travel to different countries. Yeah. There are people in in England who have never ever seen outside of their Oh, town. same here. And I remember same I would go here. to yeah, I would go to Zambia every year, you know, and my my because it was a 6 week holiday and there was no one to look after me. So childcare was better was better in Zambia. And I would go and people would just be like, oh, you're always going to this country and oh, yeah, you're going to start talking. Oh, it was just a headache. And um, yeah, I just found myself always having to explain myself. And um, I think... Oh, with that, how have you helped? I'm sorry. How have you like gotten over, have you gotten over, you know, being able to like, it's okay, I don't have to explain myself. Yeah, I mean, like right now, I think I appreciate when somebody asks me a question. Okay. Instead of assuming or instead of making fun of me because they assume that all Zambians, I don't know, whatever they, they think. I think it's better for them to ask because looking at what's going on in the world like all the racism that that we saw with the George Floyd and stuff yes it, yeah. it, it stems from not ignorance and ignorance stems from you just not knowing so I would much rather somebody ask me a question it doesn't bother me anymore and I, I am who I am so I just can't I can't change that so whoever wants to listen to me listen but if whoever doesn't that's it it's, it's all good I think I'm quite grounded in the fact that I'm Zambian. I'm I'm grateful that I've had this experience of both yeah. worlds because I'm able to identify opportunities. I'm able to identify um, certain differences that we have, mm-hmm. and to a, a certain extent, it gives you more skills because you're you're more tolerant to both sides. So I can like you you're able to adapt. And what I find is I'm not sure if you do this, but when I'm around um, predominantly black people, I find that my abonics come out. 
my abonics come out I start speaking my language and yep. sometimes even my, my Zambian accent or my African accent comes yeah. out yeah. and I find that when now I'm speaking to somebody uh, who's Caucasian I speak with people would say it's a more posh accent but it's, it's not even on purpose I feel like we just adapt you know you just because you don't want to be different you don't want to, the question to come up where are you from or yeah, I'm just I'm just yeah. me you know yes. <laughs> and I don't want the question thank you and to add to what you're saying we're like what you say we're not nobody's one thing yes nobody is one thing so we can't mm. really be oh this is the african girl this is just the zambian girl this is mm. with so many things in us we can't really yeah. be identified as one percent women we we are so many we are so much more than what yes. we see mm-hmm. the surface and we are capable of doing so many things and yeah. supposed to identify as, oh, that's a woman. She's just supposed to be in the kitchen. She's just supposed to be mm. cooking, taking care of kids. But there's a lot of women out there like yourself running uh, a business, running, uh, still, you know, being able to yes. work, coming back. Yes, coming back. Definitely. Definitely. And I mean, with like with my business, oh my goodness, there's been so many failed businesses. There's been so many businesses that I've started and I'm just like, oh, Let's I don't talk know, about that. Let's but... talk about that. Let's talk about all of that. I know you're doing yes. so many things and yeah. um, there's so many things that other people can learn from as, you know, immigrants. You know, jobs are not so available for us to mm-hmm. go into sometimes and we start yes. to create our own jobs. Yes. I know you have a business. Zasek mm-hmm. Global. Yes, Zasek Global. Sure it, it didn't start only from this one. You have many no. more. Do you mind sharing some of the businesses that you have? Yes. And how, so, you know, the the pens, the growing pens, and yes. how you've been able to overcome all of that. So probably the first business that I started was maybe in school when I was at secondary school. Uh, I used to sell sweets to my peers. And I would get them for like a pound and then I, I would get, I don't know, was it um, Hubba Bubba? So it's like, um, it's like a pack of five small chewing gum and then you get like five of them for a pound. Wow. So I would, I would sell it for about 25p and make that 5p profit. So <laughs> it was just li- little things like that. And I remember I used to do, I actually do, used to do music at some point and then the people that I used to do music with were very heavily into um, they were heavily into like media so they would do videos and things like photo shoots and I would find myself always like doing people's makeup and doing their hair so I thought okay let me start doing hair and makeup so I went to Hoxton Makeup Academy I got a makeup certificate from Hoxton Makeup Academy and then I started doing makeup and hair at Fashion Week Africa Fashion Week some of my stuff got published and I just yes and I started actually charging for that and had my little business on the side now looking at African parents and them seeing you just pursue you your passion that is not being a doctor that is not being a lawyer that is not being an engineer it's like what are you doing so I remember being forced and not forced but you know that harsh talk like okay what are you going to do after after 
college and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to university because you already, <laughs> you already know that no, there, where there, that conversation is going. <laughs> there's no, there's no wrong answer. No, there's no right or wrong answer. There's only right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know, like, you better, you better say you, the, what they, they want to hear. It, <laughs> they make it seem like you've got options. You don't. You really no, don't. No. So, um, I remember when I was now feeling out that I was just like, this is not for me, this is not for me. I remember I said, it's not for me, it's not for me. And I remember going into university, I studied publishing journalism media. And I was like, nah, this isn't for me. And then I left after a year and I went to Zambia and I was doing music and stuff like, oh my goodness. I was a disappointment. Like, what? So you have a degree. So what are you doing? You don't have a degree. You don't have a degree. Everyone kept saying that to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm a failure at life. I haven't got a degree. And then I remember coming back to England and, you know, I, I applied for university again whilst I was in Zambia and I came back and I did the three years. I had to repeat the first year because I left in the middle. Yeah. I had to come back, do it. And it was okay. The first year was easier because I did it before. And then um, I was just like, uh, God, okay, what do we do now? So then I started my blog. I was actually uh, tasked with starting a blog within one of my modules. So I started my blog and I started a YouTube channel and I would get like clothing items sent to me. And this was pre-YouTube days doing as well as it's doing now. Like people weren't really getting paid. We didn't know that YouTube was going to be what it is right now. Yeah, And I just remember doing... I, I wasn't 100% happy. So even though the I, I was fulfilled doing my fashion stuff mm-hmm. on my blog, I still wasn't happy. So everything was just, it, I, I just became very rebellious. So I started traveling and started doing my own thing. And then that's when my mom was just like, if you're not, if you're not going to do certain things, then you're going to have to leave the house and stuff. So I left the house. As African was, women for you. Yes. And, and I, yes. And I stopped doing music. And that was something I, I completely loved. And even though I was doing the makeup on the side, like the passion died down. And I remember now getting into like the corporate world. I, I became an account exec for a print company. And things just changed. You know, you start just thinking about bills. You don't yeah. think about your passion. It was just like, okay, I need to make more money because this is this is not this is not sustainable. I still want to go out. I still want yeah. to do certain things. So I went back to doing makeup. Then I I looked at drop shipping and I also looked at maybe setting up my own online store. Then I set up harmsharmy.bigcartel.com and that was a website where I sold hair. And I sold sunglasses and accessories. So that that did okay. Nice. But I was still, you know, when you start and stop things, like there was no discipline. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was no discipline. And I think for me, there was just no, no direction. So I feel as if now this is when if I had gone to university or if I had not gone to university and stumbled upon that task of starting a website, I would have much rather gone and done maybe a business course or a marketing course to, mm. to to just better understand what the market was. Yeah. Because I was going in, into this blind, you know, it's fun to have a business. It's fun. You know, it's a, it's a thing to do. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's got a business. No, you, have you got a business? 
and it's like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. You got this? Oh yeah, I got this. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking nails. Oh really? Oh yeah, me too. And it was just, jo- it was just draining. So even though that website is still there, but just I, I'm not really concentrating on, on it as much. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped doing that, and then I changed the job where, where I was, and I changed. So I had, I was forced to change jobs. So. I was trying to work my way up at this job and would you call it sexual harassment or racial harassment? I don't, I don't know. So what what happened? Let me let me let me tell you what happened and then you you tell me what you think. Yeah, the audience so was, I was <laughs> Yeah. So I was making coffee. I, I, I had um I think I, I went I walked in and I had a blonde wig on. We wear wigs. We wear different types of hair all the time, you know, and I didn't think it was a problem in the workspace until that moment. So I walked in and I had a blonde wig, short one, and, you know, I was feeling myself and I was making coffee and some, a man came behind me and he tried to pull it off. And it's the way that he, his hands slipped to my my neck and I was like what are you doing and then he he was just like oh I was just trying to see your 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 um your hair and in that moment I don't know whether it was because he was a Caucasian male and that he did and I, and I just felt so so powerless because all I was thinking was if I react I'm gonna lose my job if I tell anyone I'm gonna lose my job so and I remember how like I, I just I just froze and I just I, I, I sat down then I just started I burst out into tears and I went to my car and at the time I was with a union and I called the union and I, and I, and I literally I was just crying I didn't know what to do you know like I, I, again I was I and another man were the only black people in the company and this is about five years ago and I'm just mm. like oh my goodness like I don't want to now explain my blackness again you yeah. know, this, yeah. is just, this is just something It gets exhausting. Yeah, and I, I just want to do my job and I just want to get paid and I want to go home. I don't want to interact with anyone. I don't want to have any issues with anyone. So I remember getting onto the phone and this is a union that I pay monthly. I used to pay about £15 a month. Yeah. And I remember them not helping. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't that... Um, the woman was just like, can you calm down, please? Can you calm down? I'll get. I'll give you a number to call. When you calm down, I can help you. It was very, very passive. It was very, very nonchalant. Mm. And I just felt like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's going on. Luckily enough, there was um, the lady that I used to, was on my team. She lived in Peckham. Peckham is a predominantly black area. So she she was somebody that I could speak to. She was Caucasian, but she was someone that I could speak to. And she understood the violation that came with the man doing that to me. So yeah. I was in the car and I said, I'm not coming back. And I just remember how how painful that was. And it, it was just like, I said, I'm not coming back. She says, what happened? I was like, I'm not coming back. And she's just, she just, I explained it to her and she was just like, okay, I understand. So I just, I, I, I left and she had to explain to the manager why I had left the, 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 the job, job at the time. So I went home. And I didn't live too far from the job. I was probably a, a five-minute drive. Mm-hmm. And then the manager called me and, t- and I spoke to him, him. And No, I spoke to her, the deputy. And then 
I just told her what happened. I was like, look, black hair is a big deal. Like, you can't, you can't touch my hair. You can't do that. As a white man, like, doing that, I don't know how to feel. I, I really don't. And she said to me, she was like, okay, how, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, why are you asking me that? Like, there's so much going on. Like, surely, like, looking back on it now, there should have been a process. When things like that happen, where was HR? Where, where, like, exactly. why are we, like, HR should have been called straight away. And they weren't. And it was almost like, well, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, yeah. This black girl, you know, we've never dealt with a black woman before. We've never had a, an issue. And that's what I didn't want to happen. Yeah. So I remember she just, she just said to me, okay, you say, I think where she understood it was a, a, a big a big issue when it was when I was like you can't do that to a black man, and then she was like okay she's like you take as much time as you need off, and I got I remember no she didn't tell me she she told me that next day because I went to the, I called the GP and I said I need you to sign me off because I'm stressed at work so they gave me a note and then she said okay you take as much time off as you need and then that was when they were now starting to see that it was serious. So I remember, I think that was now a Tuesday. By Friday, they got back to me and they said, how are you feeling about this? I was like, I don't know yet. I'll let you know by um, by Monday how I'm feeling. Monday came and then she was like, do you feel like coming in to, to work now? Yeah. Do you want us to have a conversation together? And then I said, okay, we can have a conversation. I went into work on the Tuesday and I remember sitting down with her and you know, she was very, she was trying to understand. And this is, and I think this is one of the reasons why I don't mind people asking. She was like, what happened? Because for me, that man is a very kind man. And, you know, he's never done something like this. And yeah. I, 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 and even though she was, art, she was articulating it in a way that cared for him, I felt like she wasn't caring for me. And she mm-hmm. wasn't, she wasn't being sympathetic to me everything was about that man everything was about how he he, he wouldn't do that but he did <laughs> you know but he he did do it so like what are you going to do about it and then I remember her now saying um, this thing will be taken to, should we should we, t- should we escalate it to HR you know uh, um, see what they say and she mm-hmm. and I was like I don't I, I don't know what, what, what to do I've never been had to, to deal with something like this and then she was like she's going to tell HR what happened and um, am I comfortable enough to go back to to my desk because I could see him who's like adjacent to me yeah. I was like yeah that's it's okay I should be fine this is me trying to be strong you know yeah, and I remember I told my fa- a family member about what happened, and they were like, "You should just ignore it." But I'm not like I'm not them, you know. They could ignore it, but I'm not them. So for me, it was a big thing. So I remember now going back to work and sitting down. But now it was a big thing because now everyone noticed. Why did she leave the company? Why did she leave yeah. the, the the building after that man had done this? After now yeah. I can find it in. The, some of my team members the word was now getting out about what happened oh gosh so now the man was now being very very awkward around me and then <laughs> I remember this isn't even funny <laughs> I remember <laughs> it must have been it, it was it was very dark dark British humour 
So I remember that man had an argument with, like, you know when you, you have these play arguments with like 15 members? Yeah. And then so somebody now screamed out, was like, well, at least I don't harass women and try and touch their hair. And everyone just looked and it was like, okay. And I understood that that, that mm. was, he was trying to stand up for me, but it just it didn't, didn't really land yeah. properly. And I remember him now um, trying to talk to me and and I just said, nah. And I, I just, and that's when I, I caught, I think HR was now calling and I just said, HR was like, do you want us to do a sit down with him and discuss this? Yeah. A sit down, like looking back on it now, a sit down should have never happened. They should have done something. I should have been moved to a separate department. I wasn't told what my options were. I didn't yeah. know what my options were. This was my first job where I was... I, I, this was me trying to make it. I didn't think... I, I didn't know I had options. And I remember my landlord at the time was like, you know, you should sue them. And I didn't take it seriously because I didn't think I had a leg to stand on. And she was like, you know, you can sue them for two years. And even to this day, like, I, I feel really weird. I feel really violated by what that man did. And I remember after that that week, I said, Sorry I'm never going to come man. here again. Um, thank you. Thank you for your sympathy. I remember I said, I was like, I need to find a new job. And that's when I found, that's when I found the job where, where I was a consultant at a landscaping company. Yeah. And I remember just praying to God. I was like, God, I just want this pain to go away. I just want this all to go away. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to deal with this any longer than I need to. And I remember I went for the interview and I think they, the company that I was now looking at other options because they would just approve my, my leave like that. Oh, I need to go somewhere tomorrow. Like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but they should then, also have separated you guys. They person yes. that, you know, yes. Hash two could have been in a different, if they wanted to keep him, mm -hmm. they could have kept him in another department or moved him to another location. Um, and HR yeah. should have been more involved, I believe, in this yeah. situation compared to. Yeah, no, they should have. Even the man. should have. Like mm -hmm. um, the, the manager, yes, because that's your immediate manager. We get, you, mm -hmm. you know, they get involved, but mm -hmm. HR should have been on top of it, reaching out to you even more, checking in on you mm -hmm. to make sure that you're yeah. comfortable. Because everybody's um, comfortability with other people uh, is very different. Because now when yeah. you start a job, I mean, they have us taking training for sexual harassment because now even how you compliment somebody might offend them. Exactly, exactly. But so we have to be careful with how we compliment yeah. somebody, how we talk to somebody, uh, mm -hmm. and touching should not be happening. We're like, why are you touching for you? To and the touch. biggest thing is the fact that I left the building and nothing happened to him, you know? There were no consequences for his actions. And I was now asked what I wanted to happen to him. I don't want anyone to lose their job. I don't yeah. want anything to happen to him. There should be a process. Exactly. And I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I really feel like we, like black women shouldn't be going through things like that. We just want to go to work. And I make agree. money. I don't I want to explain my blackness. I, I don't want to explain my struggle. And I don't want to, to be the anomaly. You know, every time that I now now speak out, 
it's almost as if oh here we go that kind of thing no yeah but, but you, after, you're entitled to your voice and you're entitled to what you stand for yes and, and i know that now. just like everybody else uh, mm-hmm. but where are you now you yes, no, so so after that, yeah. yes, so, sorry, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to it, sorry, we got a bit heart to hearty. Yes! So after that, um, I had a job, and I was working as a landscape and design consultant for about maybe three, two years, and then COVID came, and it was just, it was, it was, it was one of the best jobs, like, with regards to, like, benefits, I was getting mm-hmm. commission, I was making good money. Nice. And COVID came and my drive just went down. You know, I had, it was client facing. I wasn't going into, into town anymore. And I just said, nah, this isn't for me. And I remember my, my manager, he said to me, he's like, you know what? One day, if you keep up with the way you're going, you're going to get the spot. And he should have never said that. <laughs> he should have never said that. And then I said, and I was like, suck me. And... I remember when I left, there's something must have happened that triggered me to, because there were so many things going on, and I was just yeah. like, nah, I can't be bothered with this. And I just, I just had it in my resignation. I was like, well, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever it will be, whatever it will be. And I remember I, asked, I initially asked for a sabbatical for six months, and I would have come back to work, mm. but they refused, and I was just like, forget it, like. <laughs> Okay, no, no worries, bye. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't even like I didn't even know what what the next step was going to be, but um, I just knew that I had to get out of that place. Six months before that, I remember my grandma tasked us with um, yeah, uh, what was it? She asked us to to sell mongrel rice to our friends and family because it was it was COVID and you know. People yeah. were, were low on cash. There was so much, like, I feel like Africa and Zambia was hit the most. Yeah. So um, we now started, myself and my mom started selling the rice to people we knew in the diaspora. And then we sold 80 bags in a week. And I was like, huh? 80 bags in a week? How did, wait, no, 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 no. Like, how did we do that? I was like, mom, we can make money from you. And then she was like, yeah, hey, yeah, we can, we can. You know, my mum's mom, my motivated when the money's there, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now saying to my grandma and my auntie, I was like, oh, I should make a website for you guys so that I can, um, so that we can sell this stuff. I think we can really make it quite profitable. Yeah. And they didn't understand. I think for them, it was like a website. What we're doing right now is working for us. Why would we now go <laughs> opt for that? Why mode you want to ruin of, it? It's not broken. Yes, why do you want to ruin it? So I, I remember I kept asking, and please, can we do this? Can we send pictures? And it was just, it was just long. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own business, and I'm going to do this. Clearly, there's some, there's a, there's a market out there. So that's when I started BasicGlobal.com. And I, I came up with a name by, um, I just, I, I looked at, there's, there's a place here called Asda. So uh, it's part of the Walmart group. So it's a grocery wow. store. And um, there's also like, you know, there's like Aldi and Lidl's and, yes, 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 and yes. Just Tesco's. And I yes. found, I was like, what, why are the names like that? 
And then I found that they're actually named by the people that own the company or the last names of the people that own the company, just random mm. things like that. And I thought, okay, so what, 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 what about me can I now incorporate? And so Zama is my last name and Sikatana is my mum's maiden name. So that's how Zastik came about. And I knew okay. I wanted it to be something for the diaspora and that's how Zastik Global came about. And I remember when I when I launched, you know, I was doing this all on my own, and I, I was just it was night and day because you know when you're when you're driven, I need to do this, I need to do that. the frustration of just trying to get it up and running, the yeah. research, how much does that cost, how much, who can do this, who can do that, and I remember just um, my family was just very helpful in trying in helping me set it up yeah. and helping me get drivers, helping me get quotes and. You know, on oh, the 7th of November. Yes, on the 7th of November 2020, we launched. Congratulations. Yes, nice. thank you. Thank you. And we've been, we've been doing it for about 18 months now. And yes, uh, and we're, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're growing slowly but surely. And I'm just grateful um, at the opportunity that I'm able to give others through my business because the majority of the people that work for Zasset Global are the youth and I'm empowering them. So one one of my staff members said that she started a chicken coop and I was like, what? She was like, yeah, your 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 business has been helping me save money. I was like, oh my, like, you know, when you're just like, wow, God, like, really? I'm like, thank, yes. you, thank you so much. Like, like, I'm so grateful for ha- adding that value to the community. And I and think you, like you the certainly long... are. You certainly are with that. You're adding a lot of value back to our country and giving back mm-hmm. to our country is amazing. Um, yes. The people that are working for you, you're giving back. But I want to dive deep into your business. But before that, yes. I just want to check in on how you are doing with what mm-hmm. transpired. Did you seek any therapy? Um, oh, with regards to, to what happened that. At, at, your, work. at your job yeah just in case you know somebody um, maybe has yes, gone through so like, something um, similar on how so they can I, go about I it i have i didn't seek therapy for that mm-hmm. but i i found that that was triggered by other things so so that my reaction to that event was triggered by you know having to always explain myself God. and i did seek therapy later on and for other things and one of the things that came up was that incident mm. and yes I actually went through a mental health charity I want to do a shout out oh <laughs> please do me. yes reset mental health and they really helped me through it they they, they got like I had um, I hope she won't even mind me saying this her name is Dr. Jennifer she was just so amazing like she was a black woman and yeah. she was just listening and you know she she was very attentive and, mm. and she was just she was just like that that figure like I looked forward to, to talking to her every week mm. um, about my problems and it, it, it really helps for you to talk about things because after that I, I felt like a lot of weight was lifted off of me and I could just live my life you know, and you don't you don't realize that sometimes you have this cloud over your head yeah. of you know overthinking and trauma and just random things, 
and when you talk about them it, it, it's just it's just amazing what you can do how it can free your mind the reason why i asked you that because we africans we have a lot of stigma against therapy a lot of us don't want to go I talk to somebody because we want to keep our problems to ourselves. Everybody's going to know my business. We don't mm. want to feel, you know, vulnerable in front of other people or sharing, uh, yeah. you know, the the painful moments of painful us. Painful parts, yeah, yes, the, the 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 painful parts about us. But mm-hmm. it helps to talk to people. I learned yes, it really does. therapy since I've been in this country, and um, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you for you to share that because we should not be ashamed to talk to uh, professionals. They are in yes. their profession for a reason. When we yes. are sick, we normally, you know, let me go to the doctor. Same thing for your head, for your, yes, uh, for your whatever mind. you're going through for your mind. Mental mm-hmm. wellness It's something yeah. that should be number one priority. Because if you're not yes. mentally okay and you're constantly going back to the dark moment. Yes. It's going to eat you alive. And talking to yeah. somebody is like unloading um, something that's heavy and putting it mm-hmm. inside and, you know, mm-hmm. not even to the side, just letting it go, let it float, go somewhere. Yes, yes. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. So now I, I um, want for people to, to know that at least you start, yes. you know. I feel like sometimes, you know, when you, people will say to you, you can talk to me about anything. But you have to really know the person that you're talking to. Yeah. With therapy, you can talk to someone and no one will ever know what you're going mm-hmm. through. Yeah. No one will ever know. And it's a secret. And that's something, the confidentiality is what I really appreciate from yeah. having a professional listen to you. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, if it's your family, I know for a fact that when I tell my mom a secret, nope, <laughs> everyone's going to know. Yes, I, it, it, it's just it, it is what it is. People talk all the time, but th- th- that, I guess that's the, also the part where people feel, you know, I'm going to talk to this person. I mean, I'm going yes. to, you know, my business is going to be everywhere. People are going to be looking mm-hmm. at me funny, but yeah. uh, really talking to professionals helps. Your family members are okay, but yes. a professional, they give you the tools of how to get over whatever you're going through. Let's take mm-hmm. care of our mental and whatever yeah. darkness that we run into. Because um, mm-hmm. in these countries, there's so much stress. It's a topic that I actually want to uh, cover. One of the topics mm-hmm. was on how to deal with stress and mm-hmm. unexpected things that happen. For us as yeah. immigrants, for us as black people, for us as black women, black men, all of those things. Like I want to cover all of that um, mm. in in one of the topics. Definitely. Thank you for sharing uh, that. You, oh, it's okay. But you feel good. I feel good. I feel great. You know, yeah. I, I I always I think this is probably the happiest I've ever been since I was born. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy you're in a better <laughs> headspace. Like, I'm, I'm like a butterfly these days. I'm just yeah. so in my own world, you know. One day when I see you on Instagram, first of your Instagram is bomb. Okay. Thank you. Guys, if you, Thank you visit her Instagram, it just yes. passion, style. I yes, don't even know how she got happy. into Sazik um, global. Listen, this, is, this is why I tell people that it's God because I am into I'm into fashion. Like how how am I running a grocery store? Like 
<laughs> it's a global oh, one, though. It's, it's a global good. one. It's a good plan, honestly. But I'm running yeah. with it. I think I'm, I'm pretty good at it. No, but you, you yeah. back to Sazik. I know you're doing amazing things. You came out of Zambian Times or yeah. The Post. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It was um, The Daily Mail, sorry. The Daily Mail. Yes, so the Daily Mail and um, congratulations on that. So your business Thank is you. phenomenal and it's yes. growing and uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're giving back to our Zambian families back home. Yes. The yes. fact I that mean, we are able to buy with... groceries yes. for our families while we are mm-hmm. in the diaspora, it's yes. amazing. It's a great gift that you're giving us. And I think it just, it just re- removes that issue of, you know, when you say, when you know that you've sent my, um food to someone you know that the contents of it you understand that okay this yeah. my family member has food for the rest of the month now yeah. you know everything else is just going towards bills and mm-hmm. sometimes we all do it you know some i i can let's say for example i ask you for some money and then i say oh it's, it's for me to do my hair and then the day comes and then there's so many other things that come up and you're like oh I, that was supposed to be for my hair and then yeah. I don't get to do my hair. And then the next yeah. thing you know, oh, Nancy, can you give me another one? <laughs> you know? And you're like, what yes. And it's just human nature. And I think with that, it's, it's a gift, you know? It's like, mm. you know that someone's definitely going to be eating very well for... And, and some of the testimonials... I know. Oh my god, so So heartbreaking. I was looking. I was just like, oh my, this thing, and watching them. I was just like, oh my god, it's really, really great because we do Mm -hmm. give a lot of us. Like, I mean, I fall in that bracket. uh, I've given Mm -hmm. money, and Mm -hmm. it just ended up going like continuously giving and giving and giving yes. like what, yes. what you're saying it's meant for something else they end, uh, they end up using it for another thing instead of yeah. what they asked it for and mm-hmm. how much is giving though how much is normal giving I need you to answer yes. this question for me because our culture mm. just you know does us a little bit of a disservice um, <laughs> we have to give we have to give but how much of that giving is okay with you, people you can't, in I, I think you mm, exactly like you can't pull from an empty cup so I can only give you what I can after mm. I have given myself something like mm. I'm as a business owner I understand like you know I would love to take everyone's money but for your mental health as a human being for your mental health mm. just make sure you're okay and this is the reason why we have so many different hampers. So we've got like a basic hamper, which is about 35 pounds. And, you know, we've got a premium hamper, which is about 99. And we've got another one, like maybe about 200. And you can even buy individual items. You know, you could just buy, okay, my family needs maize meal, 24, 25 kg maize meal. Let me just buy that. Let me just um, spend a 15 pound on a few items just for the basics, you know? Don't kill yourself yeah. to, to to give people. Because people back home, everyone's looking after themselves. This, they're living a beautiful life. With regards to like, when, when it comes back to like mental health, the sun does so much good for you. Yes. Especially as black people. Like I have to take vitamin D here because I get tired. And, um, you know, it just, just so many, so many things I have to take supplements because I'm not yeah. getting the... The, the, the sun you know getting enough sun yeah. so I, I would always say that people in in Africa you know they're, they're building themselves as well and you need to build yourself you know 
you build your house you build whatever you're you're doing because at the end of the day there will never be enough money to give someone you know if you ask me on one day how much money do you need i will keep asking if you if you're offering i will keep giving you you know so i think it's important for us to empower people so instead of you just giving money maybe see okay what are you going to do to empower yourself to get to the next stage because I can't that's not sustainable for me yeah you know and I and I say it to some people and I'm like I'm not I, I'm not even a parent yet I'm not even a parent yet and I feel like there's so many burdens on me like I have to do no I don't have to do anything I have to think about myself first exactly. and then I can now give you from the goodness of my heart you know <laughs> So I think it's important. You can't fall from an empty cup. <laughs> no, I agree <laughs> with that. That well said. Well said. I can't really fall from an empty cup because a lot mm-hmm. of us we want to impress. I don't like to say no. I've run into that myself. Mm. Into wanting to, I, I want to give because I feel sorry. I know that situation, yeah. but then my cup is not that full. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing in the I'm English, and people don't no, understand no. that in the in in the Western world, the bills, oh my goodness, like the yes. bills can really pile up on you. You can be it's very easy to get into debt. Yes. And you know, it, it, we're not picking money off of the floor. No. We're no. really we're working jobs that we don't want to do. Some people in, in Zambia have probably never worked certain jobs that we have. No, you know? of course not. Or are willing to do because they're just like, oh, I, w- I would never do that. Or, you know, it's just, it's one of those ones where it's demeaning or, but for us, it's like, I'm making money for you guys. I'm making money for us. Like once I win, we all win. So we have to empower each other. Yeah. We just do better. No, it's true. For, for me, I mean, my first job here was a nanny and a housekeeper. So I was taking care of five mm-hmm. kids. And at the same time, I was cleaning the house, which was humongous. But people were busy asking for money mm. from me without really understanding what that housekeeping uh, job was really in was really about. Was it yeah. just like, oh, housekeeping in America, you know, it's easy. You just, but yeah, that's the impression yeah, that I had. The yeah. washing machine. <laughs> but you mopping the floors, you you vacuuming. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of work. It was super exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, I, I just wanted to get your perspective on giving because a lot of us do complain about it. Like we do, it's fulfilling to be able to give. It, it It's a more it selfish really thing that you do because yeah. it gives you that good feeling. It's like, oh, I was able to provide yeah. for my brother. I was able to provide yeah. for my sister. Mm-hmm. But then if we are pouring from an empty cup and for some people, like one of my friends told me, um, he's like, People here don't, uh, they're not suffering to the point where if you don't give, they're going to yeah. die. Yeah. So, so for some people, they just take advantage and people treat yeah. you the way you allow them to. And for yeah. me, I allow Oh them my to goodness. Time. I will tell no. you a funny thing. <laughs> um, I, I was a few months ago, or was it three, four months ago? Somebody, no, this was pre, this was in November, coming to December. Yeah. So one of my relatives messaged messaged me on a voice note, and then she was telling me she was cussing me and cursing at me and telling me how I don't care about them. 
and the fact that um, I always send cheap makeup and cheap things that are not even their color. I was like, oh, and you give them, oh, yes, from your own like, oh. your own money. <laughs> Excuse me, all. You know, you know where I was just like, you know, this is. I will never kill myself. Yeah, ever kill myself. Like, why bother? Like, what? Like, where's what, the what's thank the you? Point? Where's the thank you? First of all, postage, and then I went to take my time to buy you these things, and I'm giving you honestly, honestly. And you, so, are, you, you, you're talking to me this way. You, you're not yeah. grateful for my. Like, even yeah. if you don't like something. Like be grateful. Yes. You know what? The color that you got me didn't match, yeah. but I'll give it to such and such whose color matches. Yeah, just be completely honest and be like, oh my goodness, you know this this the color didn't match. It's fine, you know. Oh, okay. What's your color? Then, like, you know, I would be more likely to even. I, I just thought, okay, do you know what? It's fine. Then I don't need to get you anything. Since my my stuff is not good enough, but I don't have to get anything for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This situation of us giving back for all of us immigrants. We have a thing about it. We talk about it. I had a meeting with one of my uh, friends. We were all talking about it. It's like, how much giving can you really give to people? Mm. And how can we help uh, in a way that we're not enabling yes. uh, people? Because <laughs> it has to be a healthy thing for us where we feel good about giving and we don't feel mm. like somebody's going to have like a repeat type of ask or even if we give it's like okay I have enough for myself then I'll be able to give but these bills man yeah. these bills the bills yeah yeah it's too much I, I think just we're all adults but you young lady are going to Zambia I am jealous I can't wait when are you going which month? I am going next month in June. I'm jealous. Business, oh pleasure. Where, what are you going to be doing? I, I've not been to Zambia in so long that yeah. all I want to do is have fun. All I want to do is see my family. And it's, yeah, whatever happens, happens. Oh, <laughs> I just want to get there. I am jealous. I am so jealous. Um, yeah, but don't you, worry. You all I'll take the... tips. Yes, take lots of pics. I'll be following. I'm following you on Insta, so I'll, yes. I'll, I'll be saying jealous, jealous. Yeah, no, do you know I'm gonna be posting a lot because I'm trying to take my blog seriously as well. It's just like another stream of income. So I've yeah. got so much content, and actually, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you about something as well for you and your podcast. Yes. Um, you should like have like your own links where yeah. you can like make money and stuff but I'll, I'll hook you up with that oh, because it, you, t- it took me a while oh, to figure it out but thank now you, I know you. I think I just don't want somebody to go through the same trauma <laughs> oh appreciate you appreciate you <laughs> no, I appreciate okay. you oh so um you're going to be taking lots of pictures for your blog can you tell the people like yes. what exactly do you blog about and who are you working for? Who's dressing you? Because mm-hmm. listen, today I'm with Fashion Over, <laughs> just for you because oh, I know, yes. I know yes. you. Represent. I love it. I love yes. it. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank um, you, darling. My blog, lifestyle, beauty, um, a lot of I, I, I put a lot of how do I say advice or just my observations of life and you know just 
my um, my take on things and I find that I incorporate that with maybe get the looks and uh, how how to dress and I, it's just something that I've always been into <laughs> I can't even yeah. it's just my wardrobe is just ugh, it's just too much stuff fabulous and I I love like pairing things and I love seeing people um, dress up well I've always been good at that I've just got the I am quite creative so when people are always calling me what should I wear and I'm and I can source it and I can find it mm. yeah so yeah it's harmsharmy.com that's my my blog and yeah we move <laughs> nice 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 if somebody wants to step into your shoes let's say they want to be yeah. blogging they want to you know they, there's a lot of young kids out there they admire mm-hmm. the fashion world that you've been into yeah. uh, and you're exposed to how would somebody go about it and um, so i think when you, if you want to become a blogger just start if you want to become just start because the biggest thing the, the biggest thing is like you overthinking something just mm-hmm. put something out there you know just write whatever your thoughts are or you think about what your what your narrative will be uh, around a certain topic yeah and then you know just decipher it if you need to go on google and understand how to write a compelling um statement or how to write something that you know there's so many things out there how to monetize how to get your seoing and you know you, you can do it, but I think if you want to start dressing, just find whatever your style is and consume that that style online. Yeah. By one thing, one one piece of advice I would give is try not to buy pieces that you can never wear again because that's a waste of money and it's yeah. not good for the environment. <laughs> I'm trying to be more conscious. It's hard. It's so hard. But um, I find that buying staple pieces, if you're trying to be like just, you know, that girl, I would say yeah. staple pieces like a little black dress or white dress, having um, a, a, a white shirt, black. Yeah, di- just very um, plain, um, what would I say, like a beige tone and, you know, quite... Um, common colors so you know the blacks the nudes the whites um you can add a pop of color like a red or you know like a a pink like the material is everything found is that linen goes with anything and it looks good you know you can wear it to to work you can wear it for a function you know it just the multi-purpose of it all so try and get as much wear out of your outfit don't kill yourself trying to look skinny because everyone's beautiful the way they are. Oh, um, thank you for saying that. Just, yes, like don't kill yourself. No, because yourself everybody right to... now, they are going into wanting to look like Kim Kardashian. I, I yes. love her body. I love how she looks. But yes. uh, we all cannot be looking like her or the women yeah, that and, are... And, look, and, and fashion changes shape. all the time. Fashion sure. changes all the time. Like maybe 15 years ago, Kate Moss, you know, very skinny. That was yeah. what was in now, you know, being curvaceous. So what happens if you now go and get BBL or if you now start doing things to your body and the, the surgery goes wrong or the trend changes? What happens yeah. then? Because yeah. you, you, you really can't put your life in danger for those things. So for me, just find whatever fa- fashion you like, whatever trends you like, the bloggers yeah. that you like. There's so much, so many resources out there right now. 
yeah. that you can consume or go on my blog and you know I, you can always send me a dm and yes please you have quite a following thank you do you know i was saying so i do have a following but i need to start looking at the audience that will consume that so because a lot of the people that are on my instagram are um are from my music and I was saying to one of my cousins because we're trying to do this fashion things like properly yeah. and we're we're looking at just deleting a lot of people <laughs> even if it means my following goes down if I can get the right because it's all about the algorithm and the people that you interact with yeah, so if true. I'm interacting with people that are not are not benefiting my algorithm on my content then there's no point in following them so what I'm going to do is now um, yeah start deciphering Ah. (laughs) and removing people from my social media but yeah um, I'm quite passionate about what I'm doing right now and trying to make it profitable and yeah Yeah. if you would like for, for me to style you if you want me to do like personal shopping I can do that for you just let me know Yes, listen, I can talk to you about fashion. I can talk to you about a whole lot of things. Um, but as you know, this is uh, for immigrants and you are teaching us so many things, style, business, Aww. and uh, <laughs> everything in between that you're Thank sharing. You. And I'm, uh, I like how you're pouring into the community. And a lot Thank of people... You and oh, you and you let me let me start by saying you like you starting this kind of podcast you know it takes a lot to just start and yeah. well done to yourself for bringing thank people you, together you, onto this thank platform you, thank you so you know much. you're going to there are going to be so many topics that come up yeah. and you're going to be helping immigrants with how you know I, I wish there was something like this when I was growing up so that <laughs> I could look too. at this yeah so that me I could too. look at this and say okay this is what I, ex- I have to expect when I get there yeah you know so but well done to you thank you thank you so much thank you so much yeah. at this point like what advice would you give somebody coming to the UK maybe at the same age as you or mm-hmm. at whatever point at whatever point they are like and wherever mm-hmm. they are in the world like what advice would you give somebody like what should you prepare prepare for really okay. I think the first thing is just to be authentic and just be yourself because you will find a community where you will fit in and mm. even if you don't, you can pave the way for your own community and influence others. Oh, I like that. And I feel like when you get here, it's not all rosy. It's not all rosy. Just be prepared to work hard. And yeah, like I, I think life is what you make it. You have to network, you have to socialize. If you want to get it, it's possible to get into industries if you network around the, the, the relevant people, just don't be lazy. Yeah, you cannot be lazy. That's really mm-hmm. good advice. Um, networking, like we're all talking about networking. And I love mm-hmm. what you're saying about paving your own way if mm-hmm. you don't find that network or that community that you're looking for. Because a lot of us want to fit in. And sometimes we yes. fit in with the wrong people because we want to impress. Mm-hmm. But also creating your own. Yes, you yes, have your own, your own following. Yeah, you not you, you don't necessarily have some to. people are leaders. 
Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Some people are leaders. No, exactly, exactly. So at this point in your life, do you think you found your concrete pastures? Hmm. Now I need to ask you that. Can you define what concrete pastures is? Um, yes, because it's different for everybody. Mm. And concrete pastures for me has changed throughout my life. And mm-hmm. at today, as I sit here with you, I would say concrete pastures for me is being able to uh, to be at peace with my life mm. and everything else that has transpired in it. It's been 20 yeah. years since I've been in this country this year. And I found my concrete pastures. I work, I, I have my dream job. I cannot lie about that. I wanted to be in finance for so long and I've worked at, I've worked hard to get yeah. there. And I'm proud of the, the work that I've put in. I'm proud of myself and I'm able to provide for my kids. Oh, I'm okay. able to feel happy and also provide for my, um, for my family in a way as well. So it's Concrete Pastures for the platform that I've created. Yes for my community and yeah it's so many it's so many it's like it means so many things and i'm mm. sure next year is gonna i'm gonna have a different definition so it yeah. can't be one thing like we say it's like we're not one thing so it cannot be one yeah. thing like my concrete passions is this uh yeah. i cannot say that and i shouldn't expect anybody to really no. say <laughs> one thing yeah so i i would say i'm glad you asked me oh my god nobody asked me <laughs> Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm Chulu. quite serious. Chulu did ask me, actually. Chulu asked oh, me. Oh, good. Yes. So I think my concrete passage is probably just being grounded in who I am. I feel like I've always, uh, I've always known who I am, but I've always shied away from that. And mm. I've tried to redefine it. And I, it, it, when you can't run away from who you are. And for me, it is, it is what it is. You always get the, the the best side of me, you know, and uh, the most truthful side of me, yeah. you know, whether good or bad, you know, mm. I'm not I'm not for everyone. Everyone's not for me. Yeah, and I am grateful yeah. for having this kind of revelation. I always and people tell me that I I talk like I'm older. I'm thirty. People tell me that, I, and I feel like I, I really do. I feel like you have I'm an old like soul. They, they call it an old soul. I feel like I'm fifty. Like <laughs> it's, I'm it's just... okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, 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 I've I'm had that for a long time. I've had that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, even like you said, like just peace and it, just trying to not live a hard life, but just taking it one step yeah. at a time. I think one thing that we can do when we get into our heads is compare our lives with other people mm. or start to think oh I'm not doing as good as I should be at yes. 10 at 20 at 30 at yes. 50 yes who cares like just as long as you're living your best life and whatever you define that to be then that's fine yeah, and that's your concrete pastures. You have to define mm. it for yourself. I like that you say not to compare your life to somebody else because we are mm. all individuals. God created us differently and we all have yes. different journeys. Mm. What you are going through, your lifestyle that you have is different from mine and I cannot compare yes. it. I can uh, support you and cheer you on 
that's the most mm. that I, I, I can say to myself. I'm like, you know, I'm going to cheer my sister on yeah. and applaud her for what she's doing and creating this mm-hmm. platform for us, showing us fashion and just appreciating that. And I think yeah. that's the thing that we should be at peace and loving that you're saying that I'm enough, mm. I'm not for everybody. It's the same way yeah. I feel. And I think that um, somebody must have made this comparison. I think it was uh, it was quite a biblical one. They said, you know, when when your friend is doing well, just clap for them. You know, just keep clapping. Like even yes. like, I, and sometimes sometimes it's hard. You know, when you see like your friend doing doing well after doing the bare minimum. <laughs> yes, and sometimes it's like that. Listen, in my career, it was how like that. Yes, I'm like, how, how did you? this person get promoted? You? How did you get that? Yeah, and I find that you know once you once you start clapping, yeah, it, it, it's painful. It's almost like some you're, you're clapping your head again. <laughs> you know when you don't really want to, and yeah. you have to. It's like you're clapping your head against a wall, a brick wall. <laughs> but after a while, you know, it, it, it starts getting numb, and you're like, okay, do you know what? Let me stop doing that. Let me just clap my hands here, <laughs> and that won't be painful to yeah. do. And one day I know that my day will also come and my friend who's doing that, she's going to clap for me or he's going to clap for me. Exactly. And just understanding that you are always on the right path. You are living in your purpose. As long Mm -hmm. as you're going, as long as you wake up, as long as you keep trying, you, you're fine. You're, you're, you're living your life, you know, and that is enough. That's very inspirational. That's very inspirational. What do you live by? Do you have a quote? Do you have inspiration that you, oh, you know, you're pouring into the community? You're inspiring me right now. And um, like, what do I live by? I think um, I would say like I'm, I'm I'm a Christian, but I call myself a new age age Christian because I'm very. I, <laughs> Because I don't care what other people are doing. Like, leave them. Like, okay. So, like, I'm just like, I can only pray for them. I can only be there for them. I can only, you know. Pray for them. I love it. Yeah. I can only only do me. I can't stress myself out over somebody else. Like, I can't control anybody else. I can only control who I am. So, my focus is trying to make it to heaven. And trying to help people along the way my goal isn't to to make fun of anyone or mm. put anyone down when yeah. i can because we, we visibly see people sinning yeah but i'm a sinner myself i sin a lot of so course. like how am i now passing judgment on somebody else so i i i'm very much you know i meditate i do pilates i do yoga i do a lot of breathing and nice. i just I just want peace at wherever it will come. I, w- I read a book called The The Power of Now, and that's what changed. Nice. Me. I keep hearing about this book. Thinking. You you do a lot of the things that I do. I do Pilates. I do meditation. Mm. Um, my kids now, my daughter can pray. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so I'm, I'm teaching her. She prays, so we take turns every yeah. night, like different turns. My do- my son mumbles something when one of us is praying, yeah. but it's it's nice to have to believe in something that's bigger than you. And yeah, faith. yeah, it keeps you grounded. It does, it does, mm-hmm. and meditating actually even helps. Like mm-hmm. um, 
being here, it's like you, you need to, like being anywhere outside your country, yes. it's so you, stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's, you so need, you need you're... different hobbies. You need yeah. different hobbies. You need hobbies to make money. You need hobbies to to be at one with yourself. You need yes. hobbies to keep you fit. Mm. Like it's good for your mental health. Namaste. Yes. Yes, it's good for your mental health. And and you know sometimes just these books and you you can believe in whatever you want to believe in, but it's therapy in itself. You. Mm-hmm getting down and saying you know what I lay my sins down and you know I I'm vulnerable in this moment come and cleanse me like these are these are these are beautiful things yeah and you it's you it's a it's a testament of you trying to get better every day yeah and you trying to be a better person and you know better person for other people and yourself yeah so it's needed so how can people um find you my dear i know <laughs> even before you start actually for you to respond to that yeah, yeah. i wanted to ask you i do you have any plans to have tazik global globally because mm-hmm. i know now yeah. it's only available to us zambians exactly. that are in the diaspora for us to buy you know stuff for our families and friends yeah Try, are you going to be working on globalizing that so other people can take advantage of that as well? Because I think it's a great initiative that you have. I will. So any any community that has a diaspora can benefit from this, especially mm-hmm. within Africa. So I'm looking to work with people in different countries to franchise this model. I can't nice. do it alone and I can't be everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes, hopefully I'm praying one day we can be in Nigeria. I'm praying we could be in Egypt or South Africa. Nice. You know, just slowly but surely. I'm not in any rush. It doesn't even have to be my generation. You know, <laughs> something that I would love to pass on. You know, I'd love to pass this on to my children because it's, nice. it's good to have something that they can work on as well. You know, something yeah. I can leave them. No, that's great. That's great. Because it, it's a, it's really um, great. And you're giving back to the country in a great way. Yeah. And to see other countries as well, I guess, leverage from from this business will be really good. Mm. I'd love yeah. to see that. I'd love to see that because there's so many of us from all over the world. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's hard to send money. And if you could buy food for your friend buy food for your family while you're mm. you know here it's a great surprise also yeah like something I would that, love that, for that, someone that, to buy me food yes <laughs> it's a great surprise like all of a sudden there's a delivery at your house yeah what <laughs> I'll be like what can somebody on? bring me some food though I, 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 I need oh, groceries at my house yeah oh, no nice. it, it, it's, it's great like I, I love yeah. it as soon as like uh, Chulu shared with me and I was just like wow this is impressive shout out to Chulu listen Africana woman Africana woman oh, is amazing she is amazing yes yeah, she is, yeah. she's, she's really doing some big things and yeah. I'm grateful for this connection no listen she is when you talk about women supporting each other Mm. she's that ah. person that lives there yeah she's in the this. dictionary when they say women yes. in town yes. she'll be on the, on the first page in the corner yeah <laughs> she's on the first page and she's there for she stands up for women and please guys check her out Africana woman Chulu that's who we're talking about how can people find you how can our audience find you so my Instagram is Harms London that's H-A-R 
M-Z, London, L-O-N-D-O-N. <laughs> I can think about that. Her home's London. And um, my blog is www.harmsharmy.com. So H-A-R-M-Z. Why am I thinking about that? H-A-R-M-Z-H-A-R-M-Y.com. And my business is Zastic Global. So mm. that's Zastic, Z-A-S-I-K, global.com. And yes, trust us to deliver groceries to your family and friends living in Zambia. Yes, I love it. I love it. Any last things that you want to share with the audience that, that maybe I didn't ask you that you feel, you know, it could be beneficial to the, to our audience, our community and mm. to your community? I think we covered, we covered quite a lot. I think yeah. we covered quite a lot. I think it, the next time it will probably be a part two. Yeah. And then we could do like a, a catch up on life. Yes, I'd love that. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Listen, we have five hour difference. It's five o'clock over here, five thirty-five, and I know over there, almost ten o'clock. So I'm grateful that you were able to join and share your story and pour into our community. I'm grateful to you. Thank you so much for being here and joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. My pleasure. Monde, thank you so much for joining me today. We had so many technical issues, you know, sometimes our technology works and sometimes, you know, it does its own thing. But uh, she stuck through. I appreciate you, Monde. You're very professional. I'm grateful for you sharing your story and giving us insight on your journey. Guys, can you believe the visa process? My mind cannot process it right now. I need to know. My UK family, please let me know if you went through the same process as Monday did, providing this two sample for you to get your visa. Let me know. ConcretePastures.com, message me there or go to either Instagram or Facebook. DM me. I want to know. I'm going to report back, guys. Reach out to Monday as well. Let her know she's not alone in the process if you went through this. And if you know what it's for, please educate us. We want to know. Being an immigrant is a lot, guys, already. You have to explain who you are. And for some of us that are black, you also have to explain your blackness. And all of you guys that are dreamers, we're sharing our stories to make sure that you're not surprised. You learn from our experiences. This is why this platform is here. This way when you come, you already know what to expect sometimes. Your journey is going to be different, but at least you're not going to be too surprised when certain things happen or come your way. When you come for your dreamers, pave your own way if you're not able to fit in any community, anywhere. Pave your own way. Some of you guys are leaders, like Monday said. Make your own way. Always connect with the people that are relevant to you. Not to other people, just to you. And let's continue to support each other. Be happy for one another. The people that are succeeding, it's their time. And your time is coming as well. Continue to clap on for others. Let's continue to support each other. 
This is our community, guys. I'll put everything in the show notes for Monday, how you can find her. She already told us in the in the interview. Please make sure you reach out to her and what inspired you from her story. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends. Tag me on your social media. I have Facebook, I have Instagram, whichever one that you use. I would also love to hear from you. Leave me a review. And if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover, let me know as well. Look out for new episodes every week on Mondays. And I truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community. Until next time, keep dreaming.